All right, let me try this again. To kick off hour two of the Plank Show, brought to you by Allison Insurance, we'll hit up the Riverwind Casino jackpot line at 405-329-9000. Darla has hit us up. I hit the wrong button last time. What's up, Darla? Welcome to the show. Oh, I hit the wrong button again. What's up, Darla? here. Hey, I just wanted to know, I had old company came over just as it was 6 nothing. Could you tell me who else scored? For OU? Yes. Nine more people. Um, so we, we would have a, a show here. But Alo oh. hit a grand slam. Uh, we manufactured a couple of runs in okay. there. What was great is, you know, I, I've, I've been blessed to call games with DJ Sanchez. I think she's absolutely oh, she's phenomenal. Good. She's so good. And she kept talking about the want to see this team manufacture some runs. And so you go up six to zip with back-to-back three-run home runs, and then they they go out and, and they start to they start to manufacture some runs. And, you know, they got into a situation where they had the bases loaded. You had Grace Green get a hit. You had Kenzie Hansen get a hit. So, I mean, uh, Darla, you went down the stretch of a of a team that just after a scoreless third inning manufactured a run in the fourth, took advantage of an error, and then just put eight runs up on the board in the fifth. That's great. Awesome. All right. Thanks Go for calling Boomer Sooner. That was easy enough, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, there's little things that happen in that game that I think could be key going forward. You had – you had Grace Green in a pinch hit roll get a base hit that drove in a run. You had Kinsey Hansen come in and get a base hit when she's been struggling a bit. There again, they're little things, but it's it's big time. You know what? I I can't believe. Did you see that someone got hit with the grand slam ball on Alo's grand slam? They did. No, I I, I didn't see that. I had like five or six people texting me, and I haven't been able to see it. Now, again, if, if they got real – I mean, I saw uh, – I saw – if you're going to the Women's College World Series, they have done a good job of trying to expand the safety net and protect those behind home plate. You are not protected down the line, okay? Your head has to be on a swivel. And I saw some poor lady get lit up by a foul ball, man. You – it was off. It was actually the the pitch before Maya Brady hit the home run, and I hope she was okay. But they said someone got hit on the head with the the grand slam homer that Alo hit. You keep your head on a swivel out there. But I I for some reason I saw the, the I saw the Alo grand slam coming. It was just things were working out too perfectly. And Patty Gasso, I thought there was a lot of good things that that Coach Gasso was uh, was asked about. In fact. I thought this was such a good question. Jenny Carlson asked yesterday. I got to go back and watch it. Oh, and by the way, let, let's go back to this whole exchange here. Related questions first: Do um, Tiari and Grace practice that little flip that wasn't for the put out at first? No, no. This was just kind of their creative canvas on the field where they create these things. And I, I'm just looking down. I thought, okay, and then. And then I heard Sid next to me go, oh, my gosh. I'm like, what? And I'm like, do I got to go back and watch it on replay? I didn't even see what they did. It's I pretty just, cool. Yeah. So I'll go back and watch it. Um, my second question, I know you didn't want to play two games today, but yeah. the fact that you got to see what Hope could do in an elimination game, plus what you mentioned about Jordy before, 
Do you feel like you gained some knowledge that could be pretty important moving forward? 100%. And as strange as this might sound, the second game was um, a blessing for us because of that, to see hope in that environment, to see Jordy and what she can do for us, and to see our team bow up and step up and say we're not going home. And that was important, especially against a team like UCLA. They are so, they're very dangerous. They're so good, well-coached. Those pitchers are very good, and they're tough. They're tough to beat. Their hitters are tough to beat. So it seems like we always face each other in these situations, and anytime we play UCLA, we've got to be at our best, and they always make us better. So I, it was kind of, you know, the fact that playing against them has to really bring out your best. There you go. So here, here's something real quick. Uh, on a side before we hear more from Coach Gasso. I know it's a little thing, and I know it's a frustrating thing because we're talking about a loss. But, Josh, would you buy what I'm selling if I were to tell you that I I think my big takeaway from yesterday is, A, don't poke the bear, but, B, Jordy Ball can play a role in this championship series. Yes, and – I will wear the the egg on my face here. I was sitting up here yesterday while you were gone telling people, guys, pre- prepare yourselves. Jordy Ball is not going to be a factor in this championship run for Oklahoma. Could not have been more dead wrong. Could not have been more dead wrong. Do I think she's 100%? No. Do I think she's had to reinvent some things? Yeah, I I do as she's working herself all the way back from this injury. Don't think she's totally back, but look, she's Jordy Ball. There's a reason she's the National Freshman of the Year and was in the mix for other National Player of the Year type awards. She's special. And her at whatever percentage you want to say that Jordy Ball is at, she can go get outs, and she made that very clear with what she did in relief yesterday in game one. I know I know she gives up the two-run shot late, but that was an important puzzle piece for Oklahoma to find. I didn't know what to expect, but I knew that it was time to give it a try because otherwise she's going to be sitting on the bench and I'm going to keep wondering if and how and when. So we thought it might be a good opportunity, and it started to look real, like, Whoa, she threw harder, adrenaline was going. I thought she had good control. thought she did a really good job. We pressed her a bit, and um, I thought she was starting to wear out just a bit, but um, when it was all said and done, she's feeling pretty good and not in a lot of pain and definitely will be able to use her going forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's – so for me – that's the thing that really stands out, right? <laughs> you come away with Jordy Ball feeling like she can provide something. And I think that's a big deal. <laughs> Massive deal. Here's something else. I wouldn't be afraid to try Nicole May out there again. And I know that things didn't go so well for her in game one against UCLA. But listen to what Patty Gasso said about the mindset between games. Yeah, this, um, I think this team wanted to show Nicole May, we got you. Um, I also think 
they know they are very prideful and they truly do believe that no one can beat them back to back or twice period I mean that's the way they think and so they came out very calm um, very cool very when we knew who was pitching they were kind of excited like well, okay we know we're, we've seen it we're ready and they just felt very confident I think hope felt very confident she's been throwing really really well so I, I it was just kind of I'm gonna get your back nobody beats us twice sometimes having a new umpire has something to do with the way the game changes um, it was just a lot like like a start over let's just start over let that go but it's also knowing this is it I mean our season could be over and we didn't even say that but I think that drove them because they don't want to end they would not do well ending with a loss here today um, I want to I want to re uh, circle back around, I guess, reinvent isn't the term I was looking for. I want to circle back around to True's question at the end of the uh, of last hour. But, you know, you think about last night's game for Oklahoma State and Texas and how that fell apart for Oklahoma State in both game one and game two. You know, two, two plays at first base when the second baseman didn't get to the bag in time kind of helped open things up for Texas last night. Oklahoma State made a massive defensive mistake in the second game, in that sixth inning, or pardon me, um, fifth inning, that opened things up for Texas, gave them the lead. Listen to what Patty Gasso says about defense. I love defense. I love I love home runs. I love Jossie. I love all that. But I love defense. And I do believe that defense wins championships in about every sport. So, um I feel like we've got one of the best infields in the country, but I, without question, in my mind, Grace Lyons is the best shortstop I've ever seen. And I get to the pleasure of working with her on a daily basis. But she makes, she's so good, she makes everyone around her that good. So Tiare has had to elevate and has gotten a lot better, as Jana has as well. So she brings this whole infield together, and she's quite an athlete. It's fun to watch, man. It's fun to watch. Now, um, I, I know True referenced the Barry Trammell article, and I I don't need a dote on Coach. She knows. But I, I have a hard time, and I know that they're sports radio staples, and maybe I'm getting too – Maybe I'm getting too literal in my old age. I don't know what it is, but I have I have a really tough time with the who's the greatest ever and is this the person the greatest? It just they always seem so scripted. They always seem so gosh, what the what's the best way to put them? So generic, so fake when we start having the this is the greatest ever conversation and then there's always someone that's got an s all over it it's just it's 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 life but it's hard it's going to be hard in any sport to find someone who won the quote unquote Heisman trophy twice is the all-time leader in the greatest statistical power category went to the World Series or the championship 
in all four of her seasons when they played a full season, may walk away with two rings, could be the all-time runs batted in leader in the sport's history, and did so while hitting at an incredibly high rate as far as her batting average is concerned. Yes, I know we can we can go and, – and gosh, man, there's a certain faction of every sport fan that is so defensive of their sport. Football fan, that's just – they're all about football, nothing else. That's fine. I mean, that's that's pretty much me outside of softball. But be very – oh, you can't compare that to this. How dare you? Selmans, Peiple, Jason – you're right. I'm, I'm not trying to – I'm not trying to say you're wrong. I just – I have a hard time saying this is the greatest ever to put on a Sooner uniform. And then you throw, think about a Maggie Nichols, right? Think about what she did during her career and what she could have done if the 2020 National Championship wasn't taken away from her, right? Um, gosh, you've had some incredible – you've had some incredible basketball players and what, you know, Wayman Tisdale did and what the Paris twin. I mean, it's just – it speaks to the incredible depth of athletes we've had across all sports. But if Chassie finishes this, Josh, and wins another title, it's it's going to be tough not to say she's the greatest ever, uh, not just in the sport of softball, but to ever put on the crimson and cream. It's a pretty incredible run. Yeah, I always have a tough time with those kind of Same. debates, too. I, I – I get it. They're fun trying to rank players or coaches, and it generates a lot of debate and discussion. I have a hard time with it, though, feeling feeling concrete that I feel one way or another. And e- even last night in the podcast episode that I was taping, I sort of asked a similar question. I didn't know that I would ever get to the point genuinely – to where I could feel comfortable saying Jocelyn Allo has surpassed Lauren Chamberlain at the University of Oklahoma. I don't even know that I necessarily have, Chris. But the idea that I would even entertain that, you know, five, six years ago sounds sounded crazy. That somebody could get to that level, surpass that level perhaps. And then you get into, okay, well, what if Lauren Chamberlain had been healthy throughout the entirety of her career and on and on and on, all these different variables that we could dissect. The bottom line is this. The fact that we could have an entertaining debate and discussion about that is just amazing. It's amazing. Jocelyn Allo is incredible. I know that for certain. The fact that on that stage – given the elimination, given the way that the game right before it took place and played out, and Oklahoma's right there with their backs against the wall. And I get it. T.R.A. Jennings had the three-run shot to start things off, but Allo comes back, has a three-run home run, has a grand slam later, seven RBIs in that moment. Uh, the, the way this season has played out for her, she doesn't get pitched to for basically a month of the season as she's trying to track down that career home runs record. Right. How she's just handled everything, she's amazing. If she's not the greatest Sooner softballer of all time, look, she's right there. If she is the greatest Sooner softballer of all time, 
then guess what? She's right up for discussion as the greatest athlete in Oklahoma history. But like I said off the top, it's so hard for me to differentiate and say all those better than Maggie Nichols yeah. or or all those better than Lauren Chamberlain or yeah. you know any of these athletes are better than Baker Mayfield or Sam Bradford or whoever. I just have such a hard time doing that with lists. Yeah, dude. And again, we could sit here if – you know, we did a show during the pandemic called Sooner Sound Off, and it was fun, but we would debate topics like this. And, I mean, at the core, this is this is kind of what, you know, the, the first takes of the world are all about. Uh, not that this is a stupid debate, but kind of created goofy debates. And, I, I mean, I'm like you. I'm not fun when it comes to these things, right? I'm just – I'm I'm too much of like the literal fan where it's well you know what matters is x y and z. Here's what really matters in it. It matters that we're all just having fun talking about it blah blah. blah. That's that's the 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 mode I fall into. I really do. I I I can make a case for just about anyone. Well, and this is a good text a to good the case. show on the Air Comfort Solutions tax line 405-651-3439. They said Think about how clutch Lauren Chamberlain and Shea Knighton were. They always delivered. I mean, so it's it's just so hard. You know, it's it's so tough because you've had so many great players and they've all been clutch in different moments. It's a defining characteristic of Oklahoma softball over this past decade. Gosh, Shea Knighton was so clutch. We put that out. Um, was that? Was that uh, five years ago the other day, uh, the 17 eighty game against Florida? Unbelievable. All right, it is a 10-20. Let's hit the, the best of the Air Comfort Solutions text line when we come back. The top five stories of the day coming up, presented by Newcastle Casino in about 40 minutes from now with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Still waiting. Maybe. I, I'm feeling less and less likely that we're going to get JT on today, seeing that I haven't got the text back yet, but I'll keep my fingers crossed with the Plank Show right here on the ref. Like I'm, uh, I'm watching. The, when we come to Cavens, they have the uh, suite set up here in the Cavens Studios here on a Tuesday. CavensConstruction.com, emergency water extraction. They've got you. CavensConstruction.com. But I'm watching. I'm watching Get Up, and I'm watching First Take. And I know that, listen, I, I get it. They're not going to be talking about what's going on with softball and not going to be talking about college baseball. But, I mean, they've literally spent 20 minutes talking about Darnell Mooney and a catch he made at a youth camp. What, 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 are, we, what are we doing, Josh? What are we doing? Uh, they've been debating Tom Brady on first take for like 10 minutes. What are we doing? What are they debating? Uh, one show was debating whether or not he needs to win a championship. The other is debating if he'll put up another MVP caliber season. It's June 7th, boys. Yeah, well, he does not need another championship. His legacy is secure. Though, I mean, look, when you can stack championships upon championships, yeah, you'd like to add another Super Bowl ring. Would it Would it be beneficial for him? Yeah, to some degree, but does he need it? Nah. So I fancy myself a pretty diehard sports fan. 
I mean, die hard. Like, I I don't every so often, like, for instance, I, I went to a movie. We talked about Top Gun Maverick. Um, I We watched a Netflix documentary. I, you know, they're small thing. I haven't got into the Stranger Things. I'm not someone that you're ever going to see that jumps on Twitter and is like, give me your Netflix show recommendation. I need to get some clout here. I got to show people I'm popular. It's like, what, you can't freaking get on Netflix and look for yourself? I might do that with podcasts every now and then just because every podcast I've started over the last month has just been a dud. Um, but I, I fancy myself a diehard sports fan. Is this, is, is this what sports fans want? I mean, are, are we – I mean, do I – am I doing this wrong? It's June. Why the hell are we debating Tom Brady an MVP caliber season because you showed up for a minicamp? Why, why in the world would any anyone sit down in if, – if we were sitting down and we're prepping this show? And I was like, you know what, Josh? Let me double-check a couple of things here real quick on, on Tom Brady. Tom Brady, let's see. He's got – how many is that? He's got seven rings, is that right? Seven championships? Maybe we should debate whether or not he needs to win another one. And why don't you take the side where he hasn't really proven anything until he wins his eighth? I mean <laughs> – let me check the show checklist today. Let's see. What do we have? Is the NBA Finals over? We still got to hit that. Tom Brady, what would a ring do? LeBron's a billionaire. We got to touch on that. <laughs> Every national talk show. Unreal. Unreal. All right. Um, I, I mentioned I, I want – to hit some of the Air Comfort Solutions text because they've been so good to this show. Uh, and, and also, since I've learned how to use our prep page, it's even better. So the topic had been what True Sooner brought up, and that was, ah, oh, would you say that she's the greatest Jocelyn Allo is the greatest to ever wear an OU uniform? And I, you know, again, to me, maybe True Sooner. True Sooner might need a job as a producer, a first take. Uh, from the 402, all sports have changed so much through time. You could possibly say of her time, but that's about it. Yeah, it's a different world, too. You know, it's it's almost as if you look at eras. And football is different today than it was when, when Jack Mildren and, and Bud Wilkinson coached things. It's just, it's a different world. And I I just, you know, it was like when J.J. Redick was dumping all over Bob Cousy and talking about him playing firemen and things of that nature. It's just – it was a different era. It's 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 impossible to relate. I mean, look at the size of a lineman on a Bud Wilkinson offensive line versus today. It's just – it's a different world. I, I don't know how you can compare and quantify that. It's impossible. Look at – look at what – you know, Patty Gasso had in that 2000 team versus now. It's just it's different. It's it's hard um, for the 580. Allo is the greatest to ever wear the interlocking OU, most dominant player in any sports history, maybe the nation in college sports. But I don't know about some of the wrestling guys. But she is right there. I. It's hard to argue the numbers. And again, imagine a two-time Heisman Trophy winner. There's been one of them. In the sport of softball, you've had two players that have done it in the last four seasons. And it's just, it's incredible. Um, from Curtis, Curtis B. writes, Plank and Josh, I think all Sooners can agree on best coaches at OU and five stand out. 
and all have a case to be the greatest. Bud, Barry, Patty, KJ, and Mark all have multiple national championships in their sports. Uh, Bud Wilkinson had most multiple national titles. Barry Switzer had multiple national titles. Coach Gasso has five. What's what's KJ got? KJ's got five. Mark Williams has like fifty six. <laughs> He's got several. Yes, <laughs> but again, you know it's it's also something to where, I mean, I would stand up and and make a case for Bob Stoops, just in in adding him to that list. And I'm not saying this because. I'm trying to kiss up to Bob or anything, and he doesn't need my vote of approval. But, I mean, I also think when you consider, and this is why I think I would, you know, I'd, I would have that conversation with Coach Gasso beyond all and not just because I spend every waking minute of the season pretty much around her. But look at where these programs were when these two coaches took over. Now, some would argue about the talent that had been recruited to Oklahoma – but Bob Stoops took over a program that was on, as Dusty Rhodes would say, hard times, Josh Helmer. It was hard times for Oklahoma football. But, see, here's the thing, too. Here's what I hate about these greatest ever conversations. Because any you have them, when you say anything good to try to make your point about one person, you feel like you're tearing down the others. And that's not... That's not the case, and that shouldn't be the case, and it shouldn't happen. Someone can be great, and you can have greatness, and just because you consider them the greatest doesn't mean that you have to say, well, that person only did it in this sport, blah, blah, blah. I just think that's the reality of it. It does feel that way, though, doesn't it, when you're kind of of that mindset, oh, this is the greatest coach and greatest player. Naturally, you're taking something away from one of these other coaches, and I, I'm with you on – Bob Stoops, he has to be on the short list. That is the one missing credential, is not having the multiple national championships. And I've said, I don't know how many times on this show, it just sucks that he didn't get that in that 2008 national championship. Forever is the one that really, really bothers me. I know some other folks feel like it's the LSU national championship that got away. But, man, that 2008 offense was so special if – you got to play that game fully healthy in your backfield. Maybe you go on and, and win that national championship. But Bob Stoops, to me, without a doubt, was one of the – he was one of the preeminent coaches of that era. Like, if we just break it down strictly by eras, there's no way that you can look me in the eye and tell me the head-to-head results don't indicate this and just the, the over the – lifetime of their respective coaching careers don't indicate that Mac Brown and Bob Stoops sure. are similar head coaches. They they weren't. Bob Stoops no. was head and shoulders above Mac Brown and yet guess what? Each finishes with that one national championship. Bob Stoops was so much closer and so much more in line and now Nick Saban because of his longevity has separated himself from this group but Bob Stoops was there with yeah. Urban Meyer, with Saban, with those coaches, those contemporaries, and unfortunately, a couple of those BCS National Championship games, the USC one, okay, throw it out. I got gotcha. you. But LSU and that Florida game, I mean, gosh, just getting one of those two <laughs> totally changes. It's like what we talked about with Bill Self with this Kansas basketball right. National Championship. Now, 
he's forever different. He's not just the guy that, oh, well, they had that great rally in the Chalmers shot and they won a national championship in that crazy rally over Memphis. No, now he's immortalized as a two-time national championship winning coach, and that does change the way, not necessarily here in Norman and in Oklahoma City and in Tulsa, but nationally, the way that you're remembered changes so much with just the one more national championship, and I hate that Bob Stoops didn't get it because he was that kind of coach. Yeah, and then I stop and I also say, you know, to me, it matters a lot what he did when he didn't have to. Bob Stoops didn't have to go and stand up and be the interim coach. He could have golfed. He could have done whatever he wanted. He could have traveled to Italy. He, he didn't have to come in and take over this program when Lincoln Riley left, and he did. And it was – that adds to it as well. But listen – the, 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 there's not even really a debate here. It's just more of a magnification of the incredible amount of talent that we've had as, as head coaches here, and then in the student-athletes as well. Um, one more quick one here from the 405. The reason Patty started Nicole was brilliant. OU is um, better the more they see a pitcher. The second game with your ace, we'd seen their pitchers with plenty of at-bats. Disaster for UCLA. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Because the reason Patty started Nicole is because she wanted to win the first game. <laughs> she thought Nicole – and, and uh, you get to ask DJ Sanchez about it. Uh, she felt that that was a really good matchup. So I don't think Patty Gasso went into that thinking, all right, well, we'll give up some runs and we'll have a few more at-bats and we'll get him in the second game. That's – no, no. They expected Nicole May to go out and shut him down. UCLA had some success against Nicole May. And Nicole May's kind of struggled a little bit when she's pitched in the Women's College World Series the last two years. But uh, you are right on one front. Uh, they did wear out UCLA pitching. And after they got used to the speed of Acevedo, it was it was ugly in a good way. Quick break. Uh, got more of your texts coming up. It's really good. But let me hit a little bit more post-game audio. How about from the baseball side of things? OU is off to the Super Regionals in baseball. We'll hear from Skip Johnson next. We've got our top five stories of the day coming up, presented by Newcastle Casino in about 15 minutes from now. Weird day off, but I like it. Um, If it was up to me, I'd still be in bed, I think. It it was a late finish last night for uh, Oklahoma State and Texas. So it's OU and Texas. For the second time in a national championship in, what, like two months, three weeks, um, OU and Texas played for the women's tennis title, and now they'll play for the softball title. I would imagine if you went to bed early, though, you have to be a little bit surprised waking up to see that it's Texas and not Oklahoma State, right? So fascinating stuff from yeah, OU. Yeah, if you, if you fell asleep with it, Oklahoma State 5 to nothing or just tuned out and then fell asleep, right? You would be shocked. (laughs) Well, I promise, though, the celebrations continue on campus because Oklahoma is headed to the Super Regional. After a long, frustrating day yesterday, Toby caught up with Skip Johnson as the OU baseball team won its if-necessary game. It's Phil Toby rolling down on the field. The Sooners have won the Regional 5-4, and I've got Skip Johnson. Post-game interview brought to you by Brahms. Coach, wow, what a comeback. What a yeah, win. It was great. I mean, I'm really proud of what Trevin did early. 
Really proud of the bullpen, really proud of the big hits that we got. Got it going a little bit, and uh, uh, Peyton came in and tied the game, which was huge. But during the rain delay, we get a text from Reggie's dad talking about David and Goliath and, and Jesus Christ. It was beautiful. I mean, it was. Uh, uh, we shared it with the team on Teamworks. It was incredible. You fall down 3-1 to one going to the eighth inning. Talk about that eighth inning. Yeah, I mean, Chaz was making quality pitches, we thought, and, uh, and it just ended up happening. He pitches out of the jam, which was even better. Uh, him pitching out of the jam, which was really huge. And, you know, we had a plan to throw JB because it's like a if he, if he had a short day, it was going to be his bullpen day today anyway. So, uh, uh, you know, we just went, you know, I said, if we get the lead, we're going JB. And he was uh, as advertised. And I wasn't more, more comfortable when he gave up the home run. I wasn't. I was, yeah. I was really comfortable after that. How special is this for this baseball team? Oh, it's really big for these kids because that's what they, they put, they work every day to do it. I mean, that's what's pretty awesome. Coach, congratulations. Thank you. Skip Johnson, post-game interview brought to you as always. There you go. Um, I love that. I love that. This is this is a team, Josh, that I think many times this year, maybe even including after Sunday, that people try to write off. And, uh, I mean, it, it, it's fair to say, sometimes maybe understandably so. The, um, what was it, the series against Texas whenever they – uh, whenever they struggled a bit, and I know a lot of people had started to kind of to, to panic and and worry about where they were going to go. That series had also been shifted to Arlington. They lost uh, twelve to eight. But man, since that moment, maybe it was even the Bedlam series where they lost two of three. And boy, man, since that moment, since April tenth, this team has been something else. This is one heck of a run. They are. Red hot. And, you know, the resiliency of yesterday was a high watermark for them. They, they've been on this heater the way they closed the regular season, of course, the Big 12 tournament title. But maybe it was all going to come to a close yesterday, trailing two to one. Then you have a five and a half hour lightning and rain delay. You actually come back out of the delay and get further behind three to one. But Peyton Graham and the rest of this team, they, Refuse to say die. Peyton Graham's just been so clutch. Uh, obviously, um, Pettis was great. I thought Spikerman was tremendous throughout this regional for them. Just up and down the lineup and in the rotation and in the bullpen, they got a ton of key, key performances from a bunch of different different parts. And here they are, regional champions for the first time in a good little bit. They're off to the Super Regional at Virginia Tech. And I like them. I, I like them to be – very competitive in the Super Regional. I'm not ready to make a, a bold prediction and say that they're going to Omaha just yet, but, man, I don't think it's going to be a big surprise if they do. Isn't it, am- isn't it amazing to think this conversation that we're having right now with OU baseball? It's awesome. They're putting themselves in a position, Josh, to go to Omaha. They're playing a team in the Super Regionals that we think they've got a chance to go beat. And, by the way, if and and when, in my opinion, they beat them, dude, the next stop is Omaha. And to think about where this program, this team was after the frustration of the 2020 season getting shut down, dude, that's a big freaking deal. Big deal. No doubt. No doubt. Again, I I just – 
the fortitude to come back from that delay and to fall further behind. And then with six outs left, Plank, six outs in your season left to go out and have that four-run eight that they did and get a little nervy, right, with the solo shot there from Florida and, and that crowd and everything that's up against you. Seemed like this team really fed off of the road environment. So that bodes well going on the road again to Virginia Tech. They're not going to be shook. They're not going to be shook by much. I actually watched a Virginia Tech baseball team, a uh, baseball game this year. That's a good team. But I'm excited for the Sooners. I'm excited for the Sooners. I'm excited for the uh, the, the Super Regional. I, I love Skip Johnson. I think it's a big deal that uh, they've made it to this point. And they're off to Blacksburg. And I'm pumped for, I'm pumped for Toby <laughs> because the last time they went to a Super Regional, he got stuck with me going there with him. Now he gets to roll solo, and the Super Regionals are set. Here's the game time. Both games will be on ESPNU. OU will face Virginia Tech at 2 o'clock on Friday and then 11 a.m. on Saturday. So 2 o'clock on Friday, 11 a.m. on Saturday. If they have the if necessary game, it will be on Sunday. Congrats to OU Baseball big time. We'll have more on that in the top five stories today. Coming up next, it's a plank show on the road. Cavens Construction on a – what is today? What is today? Is today – Tuesday. Tuesday, thank you. On a Tuesday right here on the ref. (laughs) You have no idea for some reason how loud the return is on the Comrex. (laughs) So whenever you give me the fire me up speech, it literally all it, it always sh- it gets me ready. It shakes me. I'm ready. Oh, I'm sorry. If <laughs> if you need me to turn my mic down, no, I can no, no, do no, that. It's fine. It's fine. I can. I. It's great. I need it. I need it. We're working um, through some uh, behind the scenes production issues as it is. So that would uh, be right on cue today. I did have to laugh. Um, so, someone hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, and they were uh, mad about like the. I guess you could say fluctuating volume, and they sent in a text and said, uh, what's the corporate phone number? Cor- corporate. Yeah, and I have own. to apologize because I responded, you're talking to corporate, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was mostly kind of kidding around. So I'm so I, I am sympathetic to our listeners' needs, and I understand it. Yeah. I really am trying to make it sound better on your end. I promise I'm working at it. There's just there's kind of only so much you can do. I had uh, I had someone say something very nice about me on Facebook uh, on a fan group that I wasn't familiar with, that I, I, I guess I didn't know that I was a member of. And it was honestly one of the nicest thing anything has ever written about me. And it was just saying, hey, you, you bring energy, you know, lucky to have you. You know, all these little things that you like to hear. And literally, like the – the the last comments. Bro, I can't trust his play by play. I mean, bro, this this isn't. <laughs> Wait, from the same is, person? No, 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 no. Oh, literally, okay. in the I was gonna section, say that was right? like a. It's like eight or nine comments deep, and suddenly there's you know, Mister. You said right field when it was right center field. You said popped up when it was a towering fly ball. I hate you people that are like that. Quite a departure you. in the uh, character arc there. I mean, you, you, you act like the final score is given wrong or that the incorrect 
runners on base are given. First, oh, I'm sorry, it's not first and third. There's only a runner at second. I mean, can't tr- shut up. I hate people like that. If you want to say that I'm over the top and I'm extra, I can accept that. I can handle that. Uh, if you want to say that I said pop fly uh, to shallow whenever it was a little deeper, I mean, that's fair, but we also have some wind issues. If you want to say they didn't make that play in the infield, they were on the outfield grass, that's fine, but does it really change your day? Is it really that big of a deal where someone says something nice about someone and they're kind of feeling good about themselves and and you've got to be there just to S all over it? Gosh, some people. At least at least Chris Plank typically knows it's a three-run home run from Jocelyn Allo instead of a two-run home run like uh, maybe you saw yesterday on the television broadcast. I won't name any names, but. Well, I did I did screw up this year and say uh, it's gone a three-run shot on a grand slam, but then I, like, instantly corrected myself because Pat Patrick Dunn elbowed me in the ribs. But did she really? Oh, that's frustrating. That's so frustrating. Last night, uh, when they threw behind the runner at second and, and Texas scored, uh, it was funny. F- side story to that. I don't know why I had a feeling that something was going to happen because Texas had runners at first and second. And I never do this. I never do this. But I literally, because they had had Whitaker, who had just come in and she hadn't played a lot. So I wrote Whitaker and Scott because Mia Scott was at first and Whitaker was at second. Bella Dayton hits the base in the right field. And Whitaker comes around to score. But for some reason, I had pointed at Whitaker. And when I looked up, I'm like, they throw behind Whitaker at second. And I'm just like, oh, you dope. So, well, maybe that dude's right. Maybe I can't be trusted. So, Q Annan, um, the left, the left wing liberal media, and now me and my play-by-play. The other part of it is this too. You, you're not a robot. Sometimes it's not perfect. Like even with Beth Beth Moens, what I was saying right there, yeah, nobody feels worse about the fact that she said a two-run home run than Beth Moens. Did her. Yeah. Thank you, Lance Kimball. I'm sure you're a blast at party, you and your douchey little hats that you wear. They don't make you look cool. Stop it. All right. Um, let's hit a couple of – oh, we don't have time. we got to go. All right, top five stories of the day when we come back. When we come back. Because we got to talk Super Regionals, we got to talk Women's College World Series, Championship Series, and a couple of other notes. It's the Plank Show right here on The Ref.